Welcome, everybody. This is the Astrology Oddcast for Summer Solstice 2023. We are nearly halfway through the year. What do you feel about that? It's extra poignant because we have this aspect of Neptune and I've been reflecting on that because, right, basic astrology, Neptune is at 27 of Pisces right now, yeah? So he's nearly at the end. If if you know the Zodiac, then there's 12 signs of the Zodiac, 30 degrees in each sign, and we go 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 27, 28, 29, 0 again. So 27 Pisces will be 28 Pisces, and it'll be 29 Pisces, and it'll be 0 Aries, and 0 Aries is spring equinox. Therefore, that Neptune is close to spring equinox, and now currently... 90 degrees or will be 93 degrees away from the summer solstice and 90 90 degrees is a square so 93 degrees is still a square because you allow that you you when it's super precise that's going to be really interesting and that's 2026 when we see big big changes this i think 2020 kicked off astrology that's just been more unusual and stark than a lot of the astrology we'd had previously I can't say that for sure I because I'd only been a professional astrologer for like four years at that point and obviously people spoke about aspects and stuff but I was always a bit like yeah blah blah you know like that everything now seems to be at 29 degrees or zero degrees or the first time this has happened for years and years and years like having Saturn Saturn and Neptune will meet in 2026 at zero Aries. Okay, so zero Aries is the first degree of the zodiac. This year we had a new moon there, and that was pretty exciting. We had two new moons in Aries. So this year is already, this year's really kicked things off. 2020 sort of said, right, game over. We're done with that Capricorn shit. We've got the, we had Jupiter and Saturn meeting in Aquarius and not in Capricorn anymore. I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. We started things moving in 2020 and then we're really giving it a good shove this year, but it's 2026 where we are kind of not looking back anymore. And now that Pluto is back in Capricorn, Pluto retrograded back into Capricorn on the, oh, crows, on the 11th of June. And we are in the slow and the old again. And I'm here with the window open. I've not got all my lights on because I bloody hate those lights. I think it's good. It's better for the show. I'm, I'm filming this for YouTube um, and it's better to have the lights. But I don't think it's good for your body at night. And I don't. Also, it's downstairs. So, so I'm not going to get it <laughs> because I don't like it. And... There's something about being a bit old and retro with Pluto at 29 Capricorn. That's my feeling. In the same way, you know how 2020, we a lot of people had a shit time, but the people who had a lovely time in garden leave and all the rest of it were just basking in the glory of that Capricorn stop, of everyone just being like, well, we're not going to do anything. Well, time's going to slow down. You're going to sit in the garden. You're going to do simple things. You're going to bake banana bread. Again, Capricorn like I said last week, is opposite to Cancer. So we had Saturn, Pluto. Uh, is this too much astrology? I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to someone else's pod being like, God, that's technical. Like even when I read technical astrology, I'm like, bore off, don't, don't be technical. So in 2020, the big thing that happened in the beginning of the pandemic was Saturn, the planet, and Pluto, the planet, lining up exactly in the sky. 
and they lined up at 21 degrees of Capricorn. And as I alluded to last week, we've got Pluto and Capricorn again. He's just retrograded back into Capricorn. Capricorn is opposite Cancer. And Cancer is the sign ruled by the moon. It's like feed me and a family and nurturing and hugging and loving and all those very, very Capri uh, Cancerian things. And it's interesting that in the pandemic, we went hardcore Cancer. Stay at home, you know, stay at home and bake banana bread. It was all very Cancerian. And again, as I said last week, I hadn't. this hadn't occurred to me until Pluto moved into Aquarius and it opposed Leo because I've thought a lot about the Leo opposition in a way that I've never thought about in the same way, the Cancer opposition, even though I'm fully aware of all my Cancerian friends and family having Pluto transits. It's just the way I'm processing it. And I think it's because... It's an it's a it's a new transit. Pluto's just moved into Aquarius, whereas Pluto moved into Capricorn. I didn't know about it in two thousand and eight. I mean, I felt it. I experienced massive transition in two thousand and eight, and I've written about this, I believe, recently, either in my newsletter or on my Instagram. I experienced massive transition, massive to the point that when you real when I learned. Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008. I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. That was a massive change for me. But I didn't know. So there we go. That's a little reflection at the beginning of the year. And tomorrow, the sun moves into Cancer. And I will read the solstice chart, actually. But first, I mean, th this will be kind of irrelevant tomorrow, but yet not, because today we have the sun in Gemini and also that we have the new moon in Gemini at the weekend. And I've had a lot of people message me about that new moon being like, um, <laughs> can you write about it? Can you tell me? Or, you know, I really enjoyed what you wrote. You can always tell when people reach out more than usual that it's been felt by everyone. Um, and some people enjoyed it, of course. Is it? That's the wonderful thing about life and astrology is we do all get influenced differently. But there's a, there was definitely a lot of people who were exhausted and I, I feel that a bit now like I feel I very much feel end of a cycle vibe and that's probably just me hormonally as well like new moon vibes we're still in the new moon phase until tomorrow somebody asked me that about that as well actually like how long does the new moon last well Dane Rudyard says there are eight moon phases and those eight moon phases are new moon waxing crescent first quarter waxing gibbous full moon waning gibbous final quarter, waning crescent, new moon, back again. So they're the eight phases. And from each new moon to the next new moon is 29 days, as opposed to the the orbit of the moon is 28 days. But because the sun is moving too, the new moon to new moon is 29 days because the moon has to catch up with the sun and the sun is moving also. So from new moon to new moon, either 28 days or 29 days, divide it by eight, the eight moon phases, and you get basically three so each moon phase lasts for three days. So your new moon, we're still new moony now. Still like, and okay, it was a bit of a kickstart, but it's been square to Neptune and Neptune will sleep and drugs. And I've had some great naps. I had a great nap earlier. <laughs> you know, you just like, I guess as well, like working from home allows it. But it's a low vibe, it's a low energy and it's extremely extremely emotional it's very sensitized it really is and and today as well we've we've got we've had i'm going to just screenshot that before i lose it um we've had the moon in cancer today trying to neptune uh, and the sun square to neptune is like woo, 
but that's that's creative and it's romantic but it's it's a little bit slow it's I'm I'm kind of embracing it but also ready for it to move <laughs> I want to like yeah this is good for dance and like getting key insights and I feel like I'm observing a little bit but again this could just be me but you know sometimes you're like in life and sometimes you're just observing but I think coming back to women and the way we are cyclically, this is just a thing. And I'm really looking forward to getting a few people have written to me about that as well, saying that they're a specialist in cycles. And I, I will, I really need to get on with interviews because if I want to grow the podcast, which obviously I do, interviews are a great way to do it because the person who comes on the interview then shares the interview with their people and then more people hear about me. So it's a bit, it's a bit dense to not be doing interviews <laughs> you know it's like standard growth strategy it's how we roll um but I'm committed to these so I just I just crack on with this but the interviews are great the ones I've got lined up I've got a couple of stashed ready for when I go away and then we'll bring some more to life okay so what have we got this week then summer solstice is the big thing that is our big transit um then we have Mercury will be sextile Mars also late tomorrow well no not late tomorrow at all sorry uh, I'll read from the I'm just this is from the book that tells me all the aspects but I prefer to read from the chart but just while I list what's going on this week it's easier to do it this way so we have yeah Mercury Mars tomorrow so hopefully a bit after after solstice after the summer solstice Mercury and Mars Mercury in Gemini Mercury at 18 Gemini Mars at 18 Leo so that is pretty spicy very creative very like I what I need to do tomorrow is write cycles my moon journal that's wonderful wonderful energy for that I'm going to crack on with that tomorrow and do all do the pull the tarot cards because it's it's creative and it's it's articulate and it's like getting on with it vibes we have the moon conjunct venus um tomorrow also which is lovely 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 yeah, so we've got a moon Venus in Leo. That's I'm pissed off, actually, because everyone's going to be at Glastonbury having a great time. It's going to be really sunny. All these Leo planets are bringing the sun, wall-to-wall sunshine, blah, yeah. Like, can we believe it? Interesting, what brought the storms then? What brought the storms? Maybe maybe Neptune has got big stormy vibes. And also sun, sun at the end of Gemini in conjunct Pluto. That, that could probably be stormy vibes. But here in the UK, anyway, I don't know where, about where you are, house or weather. It's been extremely hot and muggy today. But with Mars and Venus in Leo, we are seeing sun, sun, sun. We are seeing, you know, Mars and, Mars and Venus in Leo, which is the sun's sign. They are activating the sun and it's glorious, being glorious. And it's almost like predictably glorious. So that's really nice. And then on Thursday, we got all the all the fixed, all the fixed things. So moon, square Uranus and well, not square Pluto anymore, actually. That's, so it's a bit more chill now that Pluto's back in Aquarius. So there's thick, the tension is slightly moved, even though it's still quite tight. Pluto's, he's only moved a tiny bit, but ultimately he's in Capricorn, he's not in Aquarius it, for Western astrology. So that's that tension that I've been speaking about for the past few weeks is not the same, but we'll see. We'll we will actually experience how these these fixed transits seem. Are that how different are they to the, how they've been over the past few months? Moon moves into Virgo on Friday, so we get a bit more organized, a bit more 
on it a bit more you know that we've got a lot of earth going on when when the moon's in in virgo because we've still got lots of taurus north node jupiter uranus and we still have now we have again pluto and capricorn so there's some some very earthy vibes earthy vibes and the opposing neptune on sunday so that's sleepy and sleepy romantic kind of like that it's also healthy it's more clear out vibes it's it's the the virgo moon needing to transcend and let go and stop being controlling and maybe just go okay do you know what i'm going to spend the morning organizing but then i'm going to take the afternoon off and enjoy myself but the virgo moon all weekend is pretty productive you know it's it's not exactly the the, the party is wednesday thursday friday when everyone is showing off about being at glasgow I might break in. Maybe. <laughs> How am I going to break in? Can I, what aspects would allow a break in? Moon in conjunct Neptune. Bit sneaky. <laughs> you know, Neptune's a bit sneaky sneak. And no, I don't have much hope there. Moon, trine, Jupiter. Friday night. That also makes the fun. I think the fun night is Friday night. Then when when the moon's moved into Virgo, it's like Saturday night in, Friday night out. That's 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 the kind of weekend. And then we have the second quarter on Monday. I've not read about that yet. Let's get that out. But the, I think the big thing, but and Monday's a big day then. Okay, Monday the 26th is a big day. I'll tell you why. We've got Mars, the planet of anger, drive, assertiveness. He's very flamboyant. He's in Leo. He's like, show me, let me be center stage. He's got an opinion. He's not afraid to share it. He's very demonstrative and he's squaring fixed Uranus. So we're getting a flamboyant Leo square to Uranus. And I, I don't think it ends well. I don't think it ends well. Speaking as someone with Taurus planets who often comes head to head with people who have Leo planets. <laughs> I, um, I, hopefully i'm wrong hopefully i'm wrong but it, there's some kind of surprise that's jarring and it, you know you just you have a conversation with someone and you think they're joking because you're like you don't be ridiculous you know like you don't even take it seriously they disagree with you and it seems so mental what they're saying that you're just laugh it off and but but then they're not joking and then they're angry and then you're like what <laughs> what do you mean and bear in mind that whilst we're at this point mercury is at 29 of gemini <laughs> so we've got mercury at 29 savage savage mischief mode of 29 degrees and where you know like people are just making shit up and it's almost like a, almost like a mercury retrograde it's not at all but the themes of naughty mercury naughty information naughty just you know like traffic jams and just confusion and irritation because mercury is communication planet short distance travel and he's at 29 so it's 29 often brings out the malefic like the bad side of a planet we've still got pluto at 29 also, <laughs> so we've got an inconjunct between the Pluto and the Mercury. Uh, bang my elbow, which is the kind of thing that you could, might happen to you on Monday, but harder. And so we've got Mercury and Pluto. Pluto is the planet of secrets. So we're getting, we're getting things come out that we didn't want to come out. Mer Mercury 
we've had that already when Pluto moved into Capricorn. We immediately had Boris, Trump, all, all the leaders like I was speaking about in the podcast last week. Um, sorry, I was eating a brownie earlier and I've got brownie in my nails. If you're watching on the video and I just realized I, sh- I haven't painted my nails for months because they were so weak. They were peeling like, you know, right down. And I didn't know what I was going to do about it. So I've I've been putting tallow on them and um, wearing gloves when I do my washing up and I haven't painted them. And now they're really strong, but it means that I can't eat brownies because I get them down my nails anyway. So, but they're the tips for if your nails are terrible. <laughs> so we've got the Mercury, no, Mars, Uranus. Okay. So we've got Mars, the planet of anger and action. Square to Uranus that says, F you, back off. Mercury at 29, Pluto at 29. Those two forming a challenging aspect where we've got information that didn't want to come out. We've got people pissed out off about the, the information that's coming out. We've got we've got revelations that seem shocking. We've got pushback from what is being revealed. We've got people saying it's lies and deception because Mercury is still really square to Neptune. Uh, Neptune's at 27 Pisces. Mercury's going to be at 29 Gemini. So we've got some kind of bullshitting, extreme bullshitting, bullshit to the extent where the bullshitter actually believes themselves to be telling the truth because they've told themselves a sob story and they are like in the victim mindset so deeply that and that they convince themselves of a new reality. So just gaslighting and obfuscation and the kind of shit where you can't really see who is telling the truth. Like you really have to spend some time alone and journal. And I, I've got someone, you know, I know people. I'm really good at spotting a compulsive liar, of which there are many. There are many compulsive liars. And I think maybe it's the need to fit in, you know, the need to be accepted. But I can smell one in minutes. And because I remember everything everyone said, when I start tracking it, I'm just like, God, this is weird. And there's a lot of them. I mean, I think that's all I wanted to say about compulsive liars. I just find it really remarkable that it exists but we've got with Pisces Neptune in Pisces and Mercury in Gemini square to one another we've we've got someone who doesn't know how to not lie we don't we've got someone who doesn't know how to not embellish and exaggerate particularly again hello we've got Martin Venus in Leo the storyteller who wants to seem grand and wants to seem important you know that person at school at primary school who just always told a tall tale and you kind of believed it and you went home and told your mama who would be like I don't think that's true and you'd be like no they said and but you know you you fell for it because it sounded great and they were so convincing and they were so confident it's kind of that we've got we've got the confidence of the Leo and then the the delusion of the Mercury Neptune and then the emotion and the confusion and everybody's tired because of maybe party too much the weekend and the whole thing is very very interesting let's see what I wrote in cycles so where are we final quarter moon okay well i'm not that impressed with myself this week you know normally i'm kind of kind of into it but here we revisit the new moon in libra in fact i can't even be able to read it i think it's average what i've said is this first quarter gives us a boost encouraging us to reach out build bridges and give yourself fully with a view to being met halfway in your self-expression i think that sounds pretty bland in all honesty Okay, so at the time of the first quarter, Mercury is actually still at 28. So 
it it reigns in that extremism. And if you think that Venus rules Libra and Venus and Mars are together in Leo, then that that does bring some kind of bonding, healing. Venus is already in shadow. Um, she's not yet retrograde, but when she retrogrades, she will be retrograding through these degrees again. So there is some kind of longer term conversation that is being that is part of this picture. And I think the Pluto at 29, it, again, with that Venus retrograde and, and Pluto being retrograde, all of this is what I consider part of the 2023 love revolution where there's stuff that's happened and now we're in the actioning, monitoring, reconsidering, processing phase of all of that. So that's the new moon. I, the new moon has a reconciliation look back to nine months ago, to the end of September. And think about what your new moon intentions were for that new moon in Libra. And you're at a junction. What what were you wanting from that new moon in Libra? What was going on around then? And, and how how is this first quarter inviting you to reconsider and reconcile? And it will, a lot of it will be about relationships because it's Libra and Libra is about how we relate to other people. So perhaps do have a look and, and think and then, and sit with that first quarter on Monday. But after the first quarter on Monday, we have the, the Mars Uranus, <laughs> And that was just, I shouldn't laugh, but I just feel that it's going to be brittle. It's very, it's very brittle. His sense of humor failures. Maybe it's fun, you know, Uranus, you can't predict the unpredictable, but you heard it here first. It's a deep breath aspect. It, I've made a reel on Instagram talking about, oh, Mars transits and basically how I burn myself and hurt myself at Mars transits, which means basically, bitch, like, do I even know what I'm doing? Well, yeah, I'm an astrologer. It means I can look at why I fucked up and know straight away because I'm not there just tracking my life, being like, oh, this is what it is. I should have. I should have been more mindful, but I wasn't. I was talking and my friend had heated up the food and I didn't realize that they'd fucking put it, sent it to the sun to heat it up. And the potatoes were so crispy that they weren't giving off any steam so that I just bit into it and nearly fucking died. I never, ever. Ah! I might, I mean, my gum is Tuesday evening. My gum, I can't brush my teeth properly because my mouth is bleached. Like I, it was, it was really terrible. And it's only afterwards I thought, oh, that was my Mars opposition. I mean, yeah, I should know that, shouldn't I? But I didn't. I didn't because I wasn't paying attention. It's like a head, hairdresser, isn't it? That's what I remember that guy saying that to me. I was like, oh, it's a bit embarrassing making a relationship astrology TV show and being single. And he was like, no, all hairdressers have shit hair. <laughs> so, I continue to burn my mouth and don't track my transits properly. I track them a lot though. Come on. I'm 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 no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I've got a lot of transits going on. I've got a lot. <laughs> but if you do want to understand transits, learn to predict. And a big thank you and apologies to the people who were kind of already in learn to predict. And then I went into it and was like, this needs an upgrade. So then I've been upgrading and upgrading. And then I promise the people who are in it that I'll bring more people into it because we all, courses are better when there's more people in them. But yet somehow here we are. <laughs> it's not yet live, but it will be soon. Um, 
in a, like a beta version because I've done it once before, but I, I live taught it. I think that's the thing. I forgot how much I'd live. I had loads of live Q and A's. Um, and this one now I want mostly pre-recorded and then the Q and A's will be additional as opposed to taught content. Anyway, that's the, f- you've, you know about the moon, you know about the Mars Uranus, you know that we're now in cancer season. And so cancer season starts on Wednesday, the 21st of June at 3.58 p.m. UK time. And that just means literally sun moves into cancer. It's a summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year. The sun is still in the sky and it's extra poignant because it's, it is square to Neptune. And so it is an invitation to be still, to do Neptune things. Neptune is meditation. If I were in the countryside, I would be straight on my meditation rock. I'd be straight there. And you would like to think, I'd like to think for all of us that with a Neptune transit, with a Neptune aspect, it's easier for us to tap out connect in feel connected to spirit feel connected to something else the chart set in london has an ascendant of zero scorpio when i set it for nottingham it was 29 capricorn libra cardinal 29 cardinal the sign before and because my my charts are always set to nottingham and so i was like oh 29 and then i just looked at uh, london i was like oh zero scorpio Either way, so we've got, that's obviously fixed. So we've got fixed angles. We've got the moon and Venus at the top of the chart, which which says long, hot summer of love, I think. Where the moon is square to Jupiter and the Jupiter is on the north node in the seventh house. So we've got, Uranus is also in the seventh, um, which brings us some interesting relationships with, you know, it, this equinox chart would would be solstice chart excuse me would be read for like how the country is relating to other people um and i remember bernard eccles saying you would read this chart i think which chart did the peasants read i think oh which he I, i went to talk at christmas and like the new year's eve chart is more like the city dwellers i think and the summer the winter solstice chart is like the peasants or vice versa um because the 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 new year's eve chart is always midnight so the sun's always at the bottom of the chart whereas you do get more information from these equinox and solstice charts because um because the sun is always in a a different place that the sun moves into cancer tomorrow at nearly 4 p.m but sometimes it's 5 a.m sometimes it's 11 p.m tomorrow it's going to be in the eighth house sun in the eighth so's mercury finance that's so we've got a scorpio ascendant finance and sun and mercury in the eighth finance so and then venus square to jupiter venus ruling money being money square to jupiter which is a bit over the top but with all the with all the leo at the top of the chart perhaps suggesting we're just gonna print more and everyone's gonna pretend it's great and everything's gonna be like woo party bearing in mind venus is gonna go retrograde and the whole thing's gonna come apart by october when we have that eclipse in libra venus sign and the whole financial system goes i don't know when it goes like sound effects maybe i'm wrong etc but tick 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 surely pluto at 29 capricorn in the third house of communications I am very curious as to how governments keep on handling their debt 
I, I mean, I don't understand how all these countries in the West are, maybe not all in the West, but France, UK, America. I, I can't speak for any others because I haven't checked. But okay, that's what I'm saying. Eighth house, it's also death. It's also the truth about deaths, potentially, you know, the information, eighth house secrets, sex, death, other people's money. So sex, scandals, deaths, okay, money, uh, and other people's money, i.e. taxes, sex, death, and taxes, eighth house. So with the sun and Mercury in the eighth house of sex, death, and taxes, that's what we're looking at. Um. And I'm not an expert at reading these charts in this way because I don't do it much, basically. I'm not in the practice of reading these. I'm not in a mundane way. But I think interesting trade deals perhaps with, with Jupiter and Uranus in the seventh house of partnerships. I know that that can be about trade deals with other countries. Um, and it could be a beneficial trade deal, but with Uranus there, maybe it's with Australia or somewhere not close because Uranus is obscure. And also Uranus is kind of a symbol for Australia because Australia is Aquarius because Australia's birthday is the 26th of January. So I, I can't be sure. I think as well with the Pluto in the third house of communication and Pluto being the chart ruler because Scorpio is rising, that we might be looking at secrets you know third house is communication pluto rules scorpio so scorpionic communication is secret communication or communication that wanted to be hidden communication that didn't want to come to light so i think that a very interesting and that tells us then from now until autumn equinox so the next three months the next quarter if if we speak in astrological quarters which go from the solstices to the equinoxes and we get a flavor of what's coming by reading this chart Okay, um, horoscopes. Let's do some horoscopes. But what am I going to do horoscopes for? Maybe let's do horoscopes for cancer season. Okay, let's do horoscopes for cancer season. And just a word on horoscopes whilst I'm here, because I've been pondering this over the past week or so, because I've had a few people message me being like, oh, I've heard this in a horoscope and this is happening to me. What do you think? When I finished my third year at the LSA, we all sat there being like, okay, how do we make our astrology business? And we, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, what what do you do? How do you get your name out there? And I remember Frank suggesting writing horoscopes and we were like, we hate horoscopes. We, we hate them. We don't want to be any part of horoscopes. I passionately hated horoscopes because, you know, you spend three years at astrology school, you know, once a week. It wasn't like uni, but still. And I, you know, I devoted three years to reading, 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 going to every, every, every extra thing I could get my hands on. And you learn about the precision of astrology and 29 degrees this, square that, in conjunct that, blah, blah, blah. And then the newspapers are still going, oh, well, Virgo, this is about your work and your, you know, your daily routine. And I hated it. <laughs> It really pissed me off because as well, it's fuel for haters to say, well, astrology is bollocks. And I was like, well, yeah, like I used to just say, ignore. Oh, the sky looks beautiful. Beautiful. I'll take a photo of that. Um, ignore. Ignore what you read in the paper. Ignore the horoscopes. They're kind of bollocks. And then I started writing them because people ask and you're like, well, I kind of think it's bollocks, but fine. If you're going to put me in your newspaper, then that's going to help me grow. So I'll write some horoscopes. 
And and then I'd be like, okay, do you know what? I'd, I'd be writing it and I'd think of my friends and my family as I was writing it. And I'd be like, ah, hmm, kind of fits. <laughs> Weird. And and there is there is always when I'm reading them, you can kind of go, okay, I, I see this. And when I'm when even when I just, you know, I do them in flowing on here, it, there is a truth to to them, but they are still generalized. And someone can see something, you know, like for me, because I'm a Sag, rising Gemini, but my moon is in Taurus, my Venus is in Capricorn. Jupiter being on my Taurus moon is obviously uh, an, a beneficial transit or, you know, as I always say, Jupiter 80-20 rule, probably a very beneficial transit. But if you read my horoscope, then Jupiter's in my 12th house, so it's pretty average. And and the horoscope would say, well, you know, you, you're focusing on your unconscious at the moment. Maybe you're doing a lot of uh, unpicking of things. And, and yes, on the one level, this is true. Jupiter is in my 12th right now, but it's on my moon and it's trying my Venus, which is great. And, and that's why horoscopes are bollocks, because it's only half true. And so <laughs> I still make them because there, there is a half truth to it. And for some people, they will really speak to them. And, and on one level, the advice is fantastic because it's guidance. It's guidance that in some way is true for you. But it's also not really completely accurately true. And it it kind of negates the, what astrology can do if you understand the intricacy. So that I just wanted to make this speech because I've never done I've never actually said this. I've I've said it at live events probably. I'm, I this definitely isn't the first time I've had this run. Not, <laughs> but I've never said it on my Instagram, and I've never said it on the pod. And I've and I've also been doing horoscopes on the pod quite happily. But I just want to tell you because the, I think the more I get DMs about horoscopes, I'm always just like, God, you like you just you need a reading. If you've got if you're thinking about changing jobs and you're making big decisions, don't make them based on your horoscope. Because the horoscope is not showing you the whole picture. Take them as guidance. There is a wisdom. There is a there is a genius in knowing where the eclipses are falling, which always read for your rising sign and, and which houses are the eclipses falling in. Where where which house is Jupiter transiting? That the house that Jupiter is in, the house that Mars is in, they are activated. That is you need to know these things. They, you don't need to. You are going to benefit from knowing these things, but it's still not complete and I have softened in my ways and and I can remember one of my teachers being like you're you're really mugging yourself off here because you could you could you know write horoscopes for a magazine and be great and I do I always said at the beginning of my career I'm going to be a really successful astrologer and I'm never going to write horoscopes and I have never you know I'm doing quite well I've been in a tv show but I've never had a horoscope column and I and I was running around the park thinking about that at the weekend, thinking, cool. You know, even if my progress is super fucking tourist moon, slow, plod, plod, plod. If when I'm 50 years old, I manage to make it as an astrologer and I've never had a job writing sun signs, then fucking cool is what I think. Even though it might slow me down. <laughs> and if a magazine asks me, <laughs> you know, if Tatler are like, do you want to write the scopes? I'll be like, sure. How much is your budget? <laughs> um, but would I? I do also, I, I don't like doing it. 
I don't. I I can speak them to the podcast because I just do it and it takes 10 minutes or however many minutes and I just do it. But writing them, I find utter torture because I get distracted. And probably if I were diagnosed as being ADHD, then I could just blame that. But otherwise, I'm going to say it's my Gemini rising and the fact that I get bored. Because ultimately, you're reading the same sky 12 different ways. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kill me. <laughs> um, on that note, here's your scopes. All right. So, Aries. Aries, with Mars, your ruler, in the fifth house, you are having the summer of your life. Um, I, I mean, you could be having a really lovely time right now, Aries, particularly now that Venus and the moon, as I speak, so Thursday, Friday, you've got an absolute party going on. I hope you're really enjoying yourself. The sun has just moved into your fourth house, so there's more focus on your home, where you live, your family. Maybe you want to spend a bit more time with your family. Maybe your family is stressing you out, particularly towards the end of cancer season. You might be really thinking about upping sticks and leaving and absolutely transforming everything. Maybe you want to renovate your garden. Maybe there are some challenges going on at home or maybe even at work because whatever's going on at home is a reflection of what's going on in your 10th house. But, you know, transformation doesn't have to be savage. It it, it can also be uh, time. It's just it can be ripe and you're finishing off what's been going on for, since 2008 if you're old enough or at least over the past few years if you are younger. Taurus. Taurus, also your your ruler, Venus, is in Leo and she's conjunct Mars. So you two are having quite a lovely time. You're having a lovely time at home with Mars and Venus. So maybe you're entertaining, you're socializing, you're, you're cooking. You're, you, there's a strong entertaining vibes, I think, because it's in your fourth house. You're redecorating, you're gardening, you're, having, you're pouring the pims, you're barbecuing. You're just having a lovely, lovely time. You enjoy being outside anyway because you're Taurus. You, the North Node, Jupiter and Uranus in your first house this is a time of big expansion for you. And yeah, maybe just enjoyment. Perhaps you're working from home. Perhaps you're earning more money from home. You are spending time with all sorts of relatives. You could have bringing, moving a partner in. I mean, that would be very interesting, Taurus. Particularly, again, bear in mind that your rule is going to go retrograde in July. Um, So you're having a lovely, lovely time now. But Venus is already in shadow. And some change could be brewing it doesn't have to be bad change but it, it could also be like the beginning of someone or something a new phase in your relationship if you're married it's it's just like getting to know each other on a new level enjoying each other again that kind of vibe jupiter is in taurus it's bringing you expansion but of course jupiter also will show you where the problems are so if there are any flaws or problems or uh, challenges in what's going on for you then they will show themselves now too Gemini, your ruler is still at home. So you're having a super social weekend and, you know, chit chat or all the things that you love with Mars and Venus in your third house. You're feeling good about yourself. The focus since the sun moved into cancer is on your self-esteem, your values. Perhaps you're charging a little bit more for your ability to bring people together and you're focusing on your self-esteem and you're feeling, I'd say you're feeling pretty 
pretty confident. Um, but like I've already alluded to with Jupiter in your 12th house, perhaps also some of what has been holding you back, what has been stopping you from feeling confident and feeling good about yourself, that you're working on some of that kind of childhood stuff or past life stuff, whatever it is in swamping around in your unconscious. Mercury, your ruler, moves into Cancer on Monday the 26th, where he will stay until... where he will stay until the 11th of July and then he will move into Leo. So you've got a very quick transit of your ruler in your second house of money and finances. So if you do want to up your game, bring in some cash and um, rethink your relationship, rethink how you feel about yourself and how you express yourself and how you ask for stuff, you've got that window 26th of june to the 11th of july and then mercury will be in leo joining mars and venus and that again is brilliant for getting on the stage because then you've got a stellium in your third house of comms i'm really overdoing it today because i just said it in my horoscopes (laughs) i don't like horoscopes i hate this okay so cancer it's your season you are in the spotlight you will be feeling you're starting a whole new cycle you've spent the past all of gemini season there's a bit of ruminating and thinking about things in the background and this month all eyes are on you the full moon on the 3rd of july or the 4th i'm I'm not checking that we'll be talking about the full moon that weekend as a full moon you'll feel it for more than one day let's say the first second third of july or maybe the fourth we are feeling, feeling into that full moon in Capricorn in your seventh house, Cancer. And it's going to really show you about the work that you've been doing and what, what's been going on in the background. Jupiter is in your lucky section of friends and networks. So you've, you've got a lot of people around you. You're enjoying yourself. You've got some lovely friendships. and you, But with Pluto now back in your seventh house as well, Pluto's back in Capricorn, a lot of this relationship stuff that has been brewing since 2008 is sort of, coming there's some a spotlight full moons are a spotlight and and they are a full circle moment they are a completion and with mars and venus in your second house you too are thinking about how you feel about yourself and your self-esteem and it's giving you a new sense of confidence leo mars and venus in your sign pluto has left you alone saturn has left you alone I think, Leo, this is lovely for you. You've had a shit few years. Like Saturn being in Aquarius in your seventh house of relationships hampered your relationship with yourself, hampered your relationships with others. You weren't allowed on the stage. You weren't allowed to perform. You know, we were locked down for half of it. It wasn't great. But now Mars and Venus in your sign, when Venus goes retrograde in your your sign, um, July and August, um, July 22nd to September 3rd, then you will be thinking about what you've learned because you have had a bit of a, a few rough, 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 rough <laughs> a few, a few challenging moments and you are having a break. Pluto is coming back January the 23rd next year. And will you love that? Uh, maybe you will. You know, Pluto can be empowering, but either way, you've just been, you've been left alone. Mars square to Uranus on the 26th of June, as aforementioned in the podcast, 
could be a spicy day because the, there is a little bit of tension brewing from the Taurus Scorpio planets and the eclipses. You know, if, if you've been caught up as in you're exactly your birthday has been exactly three months before or after an eclipse, then, you know, it, it's a big push to be different. It's a big push out your comfort zone and the fixed signs don't like change. But I still do think that you have, I would hope for you that you're having a lovely summer. Virgo, Mercury again, like with Gemini, your chart ruler is in your 10th house of career at the moment. He's going to move into your lucky zone of friendship, 26th of June to the 11th of July. Lovely, socialize, get out there. Um, Mars and Venus are in your 12th, so you're kind of like, ruminating and uh, that Venus retrograde from the 22nd of July to the 3rd of September is going to open you up and show you why you've made some dodgy decisions or why you feel about things the way you do. But with Mercury coming into your 11th, you're having great conversations, really good conversations with your friends. Saturn is in your 7th. Your relationships are upgrowing. Maybe you've got a therapist. This would be a good time to have a therapist or an astrologer or a tarot reader or someone to bounce your thoughts and ideas off because um, the Saturn's in your 7th, Mars, Venus in your 12th, and and then soon Mercury from the 11th of July will also be there offering you a great opportunity to understand things that have previously been blind, you've been blind to, and now your eyes are a bit more open. Also with Jupiter in an earth sign, I think that also is, is opening you up and opening you up for healing. Libra, your chart ruler, is in the 11th. Lovely. Socializing also, much like your Venus ruled friends, Taurus. The moon will be, we'll have that first quarter moon in Libra on the 26th of June and you look back to your birthday time Libra particularly the September born Libras and look at what you were manifesting back then because you are it's being gifted to you and you're having an opportunity to be like do I still want this how much do I want this how am I going to make this work and when Venus goes retrograde of course and then you have that eclipse in Libra on the 14th of October Woo! <laughs> I shouldn't laugh but Change is coming, mes amis, for all of us. This is love revolution, particularly for the Venus ruled signs and Leo and maybe Aquarius. But, I, you know, what am I going to say? How do I follow this? Things are changing. Things are changing. Libra. That's all I could say. Things are changing. And it's also a lot of it is your relationship with yourself. Libra has been a sign that's codependent. The collective, people are understanding more that people-pleasing, whilst lovely, isn't helpful. And a lot of those people-pleasing skills have been going away and you are now being opened up into the possibility of how life would be if you didn't do things that you didn't want to do. And you're understanding and communicating more about how you think want things to be. The sun is in your tent. Your career is on the boost. You're like, you're up, up and away. This is, this is growth. This is growth. And that's like more the whole year, not just cancer season. But at the minute, cancer season, you're very much focused on work. We're only halfway through. <laughs> Scorpio, Jupiter's in your seventh. Lovely, Uranus in your seventh. So your relationships are really changing. Saturn's in your fifth. Those love affairs are either lacking or you've got a partner who's much younger or much older. And it's pretty getting serious if it if it is getting serious the sun is in your ninth you're thinking about learning and traveling and and getting abroad your ruler 
Pluto is back at 29 Capricorn and you're being pushed to question and discuss the things that you've been sitting on. Really, anything that's turbo repressed is, is being challenged. Sag, with your ruler in Taurus, in the sixth house, you are upping your health gain. I hope so. Maybe abroad. I feel that when I go to the Maldives, speaking as a Sag, that this is going to be like some kind of detox retreat for me. Even though I'm going to work in a hotel for three weeks, I feel like the fruit breakfast buffet is, you know, I'm going to eat the fruit. I'm not going to have any tea or coffee for three weeks because don't eat it as much on holiday. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to have lemon, lemon water and fruits. So yeah, I feel, I feel this to be true. I, I keep seeing lightning, but there's no storm. <laughs> Um, but that's Jupiter speaking. So Jupiter, North Node in your sixth, you're upping your health routines and you're actually doing it. And there's an opportunity for you to do that. But also Jupiter can just not do that and just eat all the cake and over Jupiter, over indulge. The sun is in your eighth. So you are looking at some of the darker parts of um life, sex, death, other people's money, but maybe you are investing, maybe you're thinking about your investments and you are Focusing, thinking about what you want from your intimate relationships and maybe looking at your your relationship with yourself. Mars and Venus are in your ninth, blessing you with trips and all the stuff that you love. The ninth house is higher education travels. So maybe you're teaching, maybe you're planning trips, maybe you're going to, like to like I am to work abroad whilst Venus is in my ninth. I hadn't I had you see these I'm bringing it back to me because I'm checking. I'm checking whether um, it works because a lot of people do also. Sorry to just interrupt you, Sad, but do you read the horoscope for your rising sign or your sun sign? A lot of people do just read it for Sad, even though, you know, really I should read it for Gemini because I'm rising Gemini. Um, again, this is a question I get asked a lot, but you could just read both. Um, okay. So, Saj, you are expanding your health, work, routine, and also you, I think your investments. I think it's really important to think about your money and not be over the top because also like that, you know, Jupiter square to Venus in the sky, Sagittarian being like, oh, it's nice weather. I'm just going to book all the flights. It'll all be fine. It'll be fine. And, you know, we, you don't want to fall into that. So a sense of healthy realism and budgeting and, and planning things carefully, maybe getting rid of some stuff. Or, we're always getting rid of stuff with Pluto at 29 Capricorn in your second house. Second house, again, how do you value yourself and how much how much have you got? And time to take a serious um, inventory of what you need. I think, with Pluto in the second there. Capricorn, Pluto is back in your sign and the sun is in your seventh house for cancer season. That means the full moon will be in your sign on the 3rd or 4th of July. So we are look, we are re-exploring your relationship with yourself, your confidence, how things have grown over the past few years. Saturn is in your third house now and you're learning to express yourself, learning to express your needs learning to meditate, learning spiritual connection, Saturn's in Pisces, You're, you are being gently led to explore how to connect with your emotions. Because Capricorn is a very emotional sign, it just doesn't know how to be emotional. And with Cancer, the sun in your seventh house, it's really starkly reflecting that. And perhaps this, this is something that could come up at the full moon, like a final outburst of emotion that you've been sitting on because you've been maybe pleasing people pleasing 
your your partner who could be being a bit dominant and i'm looking here at again that first quarter moon on the 26th of june where where we have the moon in libra and she will she will quickly oppose chiron the wounded healer um on tuesday the 27th so i think there's there's some conversation like from the 26th 7th of june all the way to the full moon capricorns any of the cardinals really aries libra cancer capricorn but i think in particular capricorn is time to say the things that have been on your chest aquarius your ruler is in uranus it's at home rug pulls are you moving the the full the sun this cancer season is in your sixth focus on your health your daily routines. Are you looking after yourself? Are you nurturing yourself? Or are you doing the opposite because you're contrary, Aquarius? Pluto's back in your 12th house and you've got to observe and unpick why you do the things you do. As much as all of that is anathema to you and you think things that apply to everyone else don't apply to you, maybe it's time to accept that things do apply to you <laughs> or consider that they might. And that actually eating behaving in a more routine and order way instead of living like a nocturnal meme addict um you know because we or a nocturnal astrologer i mean i'm not aquarius but here i am <laughs> 20 past 10 all the lights in my face go against everything i advocate for um so basically don't do this <laughs> would be a good place to start mars and venus are in your seventh house much like i already said to leo you're having a break Pluto's not in Aquarius. Saturn's not in Aquarius. You have finally, finally, <laughs> um, you know, you had two weeks in March like this. And now here we are again for the rest of the year with neither Saturn nor Pluto in your sign because you've really had quite some intensity. So now you've got Mars and Venus in your seventh and it's it's quite open and loving. And then Pisces, the final sign of the Zodiac with Neptune at 27 Pisces and Saturn in Pisces, you are going through a gross phase and with the sun in your fifth house you are focusing on your romance you're it's lovely you're having a great time you're and not just romance your creativity your children you're playing pisces mars and venus are in your sixth so your work does look like play and feel like play and maybe you are doing something that highlights and showcases your creative talents um mercury will also move into cancer on the 26th of june only adding to your expressiveness and the joy the focusing on joy fifth house is fifth house is joy but of course you're having lessons but it that could also be you're focusing on your joy and you're getting serious about it because it is a trine we've got the sun will trine saturn i guess on the 28th the 28th wednesday the 28th so that's that's a day for making that play serious have you got something you want to put out into the world? It's a waxing moon cycle. It's a great launch time. It's a great new idea. Jump on the bandwagon. We, yes, we've got some outer planets retrograde. Saturn is retrograde. Um, but it's still a good time for rethinking and trying new things and and jumping in, jumping in the water, so to speak. Okay. Those be horoscopes. And this week was this week's astrology oddcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please do write um no what do they say rate review subscribe subscribe to the podcast so you get it every week send it to your mates tell them to listen to their horoscope because horoscopes are really really important and um 
yes all the usual things i always say like, like learn to read your birth chart we've we've done it i will i i don't know when i'm doing it again january maybe november probably not november depends what happens when i go to south america am i going to come back or am i going to go and live in the jungle should i know these things no i can't know because uranus is on my moon anyway subscribe to my newsletter i will send it and the the community is coming this full moon is on my jupiter and and you know that would be a good time to put something out there especially a beta version like a founder member not really sure what this is but let's finally get on with it so that i would love 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 to get the community rolling i yeah but i say this a lot in the podcast so i'm not gonna say it again okay thank you so much for listening and see you soon you have been listening to Francesca Oddi on the Astrology Oddcast, where we talk about the astrology of the week, weave in some stories, give you some horoscopes because it helps people download the pod, gives them a reason to, to click it. And, and soon, we've already, I've recorded some interviews, but weaving in astrological interpretation into interviews with really fascinating people that I think you need to know about. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Mm-hmm.